0: Hello, beautiful people. You are listening to the voice of David Odejai, I am the host of the Half Court Hustle podcast, the podcast dedicated to bringing you the finest in basketball news and analysis. And we got so much to get through this week, man. It's been it's been a beautiful week for basketball. You know, this NBA bubble has brought us so many high quality, competitive, and exciting games. Um, and to be honest, like it's been a lot better than it would have been otherwise at this stage of a regular season. I mean, like, you know, who watches uh, regular season games in, in late March? Because by that time, there's, there's so much that's already been decided. And even here in the NBA bubble, where a lot of the teams are just playing for seeding. You know, only a handful of teams are really still fighting for their playoff lives, but we've still seen, like, an incredibly high quality of competitive basketball. And so, there is a lot for us to talk about. Before we get there, though, you know where to find me. Twitter, Instagram. Use the handle at HalfCourtHustle. Give me a follow. Let me know what you think. Let's keep the conversation going. So, this week... The Phoenix Suns, the talk of the town, and for good reason, because these guys have gotten off to a 5-0 start, making them the hottest team in the NBA since the season restarted. Now, a lot of this is being driven by the absolutely stellar play of Devin Booker, who stepped up his score into just under 30 points per game on 50% shooting, really taking that step up to superstar level in, in my eyes. And l- let's talk about that shot against the Clippers. If you haven't already seen it, um, go look it up because in the dying seconds of the LA Clippers versus the Phoenix Suns game, Devin Booker rose up and hit a dagger of a three-point shot over Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, two of the best perimeter defenders in the entire league just just incredibly clutch coming through for his team when they needed him the most incredible moment and the action shot of just Devin Booker lying on the floor as all of his teammates rushed to celebrate with him I think that's that's been one of uh, probably the standout moment of the new season so far so Devin Booker like hats off to that guy he's he's really come through for his team Booker hasn't done it alone, though. He's been helped by some great play at the guard spots. Um, Ricky Rubio, who's been really critical to the Suns all season, helping them elevate their game on both ends of the floor. He's been an important piece. They've also got some good production out of Cam Payne, who's been playing well for the Suns since the restart and has provided a lot of energy and scoring off the bench when, when Rubio, Rubio sits down. Um, So that's been very good. The Suns have been really solid defensively as well. They've only allowed 107 points per 100 possessions, which is good for the fourth best defense in the league since the restart, which is impressive, which is really impressive. And, you know, this isn't the first time that the Phoenix Suns have started out hot. Like if you remember, um, you know, cast your mind back to October and the Suns got off to I think it was a a five and two a five and two start so you know these guys can get hot and while I don't think anybody would have expected this level of play um there's some serious young talent on that team and look at they can make a serious run at a playoff seeding here and let's be honest this team had been written off in terms of making the final playoff spot and for good reason they were. About six games behind uh, the Memphis Grizzlies for the eighth seed at the start of the bubble. Of the five teams outside of the playoffs in the West, only Portland had a tougher schedule. So, so you know, Phoenix has had one of the toughest schedules coming into the NBA bubble. Um, and they're having to do all of this, you know, without Kelly Oubre, who's been rehabbing a meniscus tear as well. So, like, to overcome you know, all of those odds and have a perfect 5-0 record at this rate is really impressive, especially when you look at the teams that they've had to beat to get this record, like the Mavericks, the Pacers, the Heat, and then, you know, obviously topping off the the one of the title favourites in the, the Clippers as well. Um, they have come out and proved our point to everybody who overlooked them uh, as a contender for that final playoff spot. But look, even... Though they've had a hot start, that's not to say that you know the Suns are going to have an easy time getting hold of that final playoff position in the West. They're still half game back behind the Portland Trailblazers, who currently hold the ninth seed, and who have, in my opinion, a slightly easier schedule um, over the, the last three games of this season. So look, the, the Suns their destiny isn't entirely in their hands. I think they still need uh either Memphis or or Portland to slip up over the last few games. But even if they do get that final ninth spot, they'd have to beat either Memphis or Portland twice to make the cut, and that's not that's not an easy ask, man. You know, it's going to be a tall order for this Phoenix team to make the playoffs. Why wouldn't that be a fantastic storyline if they did, though? Because you've got to remember, they'd already been pegged for dead, really. You know, if you look at the 538 playoff prediction, um, their playoff prediction charts. By the way, 538, fantastic website. If you're interested in basketball, if you're interested in football or American politics, fantastic website. Lots of, you know, geeky, nerdy, mathematical type stuff, all that deep analysis. I love that stuff. And I think, you know, definitely worth checking out. 538 playoff prediction chart had them at less than 1% chance making the playoffs at the start of this bubble. So listen, this Suns team have come a long way. They've definitely shown their fighting spirit and I'm, I'm not counting them out. Not yet, that's for sure. Other surprises since this restart. The other major talking point around the league has been the explosion of TJ Warren. For the Indiana Pacers. He's led the league in scoring since the restart. We have just under 35 points a game. And as if that wasn't enough, he's been doing this with absolutely ungodly efficiency. Like, look at these numbers. He's been shooting 60% from the floor and 55% from three point line. That's mad. And he's, he's shooting almost 90% from the free throw line as well. So, this guy putting up some serious numbers with some serious volume and serious efficiency that's mental the Pacers have been just as impressive as the Suns since the restart having gone four and one including big wins over the Lakers and Sixers so you know the Pacers have been balling out as well and he's a big part of that um and listen TJ Warren has always been you know a a competent scorer like Even in his final days in Phoenix, he was averaging over 20 points per 36 minutes. So listen, this guy is not a scrub, but I'd be lying and you'd be lying if you thought that TJ Warren was going to be putting up these kind of numbers on a nightly basis with this kind of efficiency. I didn't see this coming at all. And obviously, look, this level of of shooting performance, it's not going to be sustainable in the long run. Um, He's going to come back to earth eventually but you know there's there's no deny it tj has come out and shown to the league and the rest of the world that he's a walking bucket so um big things for that guy he's only he's only 26 as well so you know he's got he's got a bright future ahead of him um he's not the only one who's been shining in the bubble uh so far i don't know what it is about guys who were named junior but like you got anthony warren jr who's been balling out of the paces. Michael Porter Jr., who's been balling out for the Nuggets, 25 uh, points per game on 42% from deep from him. And Gary Trent Jr. for the Portland Trailblazers, who's been massive for them, coming off the bench, hitting 62% of his threes. That's, that's mental. That's mental for someone to be shooting uh, 60% from three. That's mad. So yeah, I don't know what it is about guys that... A name junior, you gotta look out for the sons, you know. Now one of the you know one of the, the key parts of this season for me especially has been looking at that race to get that final playoff spot in the Western Conference. Like it's been super exciting to watch those teams whose seasons are really on the line compete to try and keep those playoff hopes alive and you know for, for, for all my football fans out there like it's really reminiscent of a, a sort of a relegation battle in the Premier League when you know it comes down to the final day and you've got the bottom three or four teams trying to stay trying to stay in the Premier League and you know looking at those games and who's going to get the last spot watching a team who struggled all season. Uh, fight with their backs up against the wall it does make for good competitive basketball so you know it, it, it's been it's been good to watch and the race for that final spot in the west has been fierce it's been an absolute bloodbath out there with five teams within two games of the ninth spot and remember if the ninth uh, seed is within four games of the eighth spot which i think is almost guaranteed to happen here There'll be a mini-series where the ninth seed has to beat the 8th seed twice in a row in order to make the playoffs, whereas the 8th seed only just has to win once. Um, So with that said, let's have a quick rundown of the rest of the contenders in order of seeding. The Memphis Grizzlies currently sat in that 8th spot with a a one-and-a-half game lead over Portland. They've not had a very good start to the bubble, though, with just a one-and-four record. They were hot favourites to to take that eighth spot, given the sizzling play of Jarvan Morant and the other young talent on that Grizzlies team all season. They've been really fun to watch. Uh, They also had one of the easiest schedules coming into the NBA bubble. Um, Unfortunately, quite a few things have uh, changed since then. They've lost to to Portland in overtime in their first game, which is like a which was a real big uh blow to them. They've also lost their marquee big man, Jaron Jackson Jr., to a meniscus tear after a fantastic start to the bubble for him. He was just starting to break out. He was hitting from deep. Like he he was a big part of the Grizzlies' offense and you know, it, it really hurt to see him go down with that injury and it's been a real blow to the team. And in addition, they've just not beat the easier teams on their schedule. They've they've lost to the Pelicans. They've lost the Spurs who are also fighting for that uh, final eighth seed in the West. So that's really not helped their cause at all. So now things are looking pretty shaky for the Grizzlies who have to close out fighting the Raptors, the Celtics and the Bucks in their final three games. And look, I'm not going to write them off just yet. They still have a decent lead over Portland in the ninth spot. Um, and, you know, I doubt that the Bucks, in particular will be that uh, motivated in the final game of the season, having already locked up the number one seed in the East. But, you know, there is still a possibility if Memphis go on to lose these last three games that they not only let go of the eighth seed, there is a potential situation where they get leapfrogged by both Portland and Phoenix and fall to number 10. I don't think that's incredibly likely, but it is a possibility. So look, Memphis is in a precarious situation. And, you know, they. I, in my opinion, I think they're going to have to hold on to that number eight seed if they want to make this final spot. Um, you know, they've, they've just looked so incredibly... They've just looked weak in the, in the the games that I've seen them in. Um, and Phoenix is surging. Portland's been looking dangerous as well. So look, I think I think Mem- Memphis have uh, a hole to dig themselves out of. But I'm not writing them off. There is every chance that, you know, they hold on to the eighth seed, grab one of the, the games in the miniseries and, and squeak their way in. But boy, it's going to be a fight, let me tell you. That brings us on to the Portland Trail Blazers who are holding on to the number ninth seed. They're one and a half games behind Memphis and they've started three and two. The Blazers, in my eyes, are probably the most dangerous uh, team looking to, to break their way into that final spot. They look like a very different team with Yusuf Nurkic back on the floor and their offense has been scorching, putting up 120 points per 100 possessions, which is good for second in the league. Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, look, deadly duo as always, doing what we've expected from them, uh, being their usual potent scoring selves, putting up a combined almost 52 points per game since the restart. Um, we've spoken already about Gary Trent Jr. He's been absolutely cooking from the three-point range and has provided some much-needed scoring off the bench. Their only losses so far have come to, you know, the, the Clippers, who are uh, title contenders, you know, one of the favorites for the title for sure, and a loss to the Celtics, which I thought was quite unlucky. It was very close, very competitive game. Uh, but you know, otherwise, it's been a, a, a great start to the bubble for them. Looking at the last three games here, they've got Philly, um, who I believe are now down Ben Simmons. So, you know, massive blow to Philly. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, um, who of course have that two-headed dragon uh, in the form of Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis and the Brooklyn Nets to finish off. And that's not an easy schedule. It is slightly lighter than um, the Phoenix Suns, who have to contend with uh, Oklahoma City. On top of Philly and Dallas, um, so look, I think the most likely outcome in my eyes is Portland hanging on to that ninth seed, maybe leapfrogging Memphis for number eight. I think it, it will depend on whether Memphis can can stop their slide. But listen, in that mini series, I'm taking Portland to win to win two games over over Memphis. There's just too much offensive firepower on that Portland team. Memphis have been looking shaky in the last few games. And so my favourites to to get into the playoffs in the West has got to be Portland. All right, Phoenix Suns, number 10 seed. Only a half game behind Portland, who are sitting pretty in that uh, ninth spot. Now, look, I've already talked about Phoenix, hottest team in the NBA right now. They still have a little bit of a mountain to climb, even if they go undefeated the rest of the way. They will have to have either Portland or Memphis, ideally both, slip up at some point over the last three games. I'd favour the Suns to take the shorthanded Memphis in a miniseries, but you know, in the unlikely scenario that you have the Grizzlies absolutely collapse and both Phoenix and, and Portland fight their way into the 8th and ninth spot, I think it's difficult even with the Phoenix's great start to see them beating uh, Portland twice in a row. So listen, I'm not writing the Suns off by any means, but it is still a little bit of a long shot to see them uh, make their way into the playoffs in that final position. But listen, watch this space. They've been playing fantastic so far. They've got a fun young team. So, you know, anything can happen in the NBA. San Antonio Spurs have got that 11th seed. They're tied with Phoenix at the moment. And, um, you know, they've also had a decent start with a 3-2 record in the bubble so far. They've got lost in the noise a little bit behind the exciting play of Phoenix. But they've they've quietly got off to a winning start and, you know, they've won when it counted in critical games against both the Grizzlies and the Kings. They don't have an easy remaining schedule. They still have to play the Pelicans, the Rockets, and the Jazz. Um, it, it's It's definitely a surmountable schedule. You know, I think... The Pelicans, that's a must-win, absolutely. Um, Rockets and and Jazz, I think are still jostling for seeding, so those are going to be difficult games. Um, and San Antonio still has a fair bit of ground to cover uh, on Portland, um, and they'll have to finish with a better record than the Suns to make the ninth seed. It's not impossible for San Antonio here, but I, it's it's a mountain to climb, man. Like there's a lot of things that have to fall in the Spurs' favour in order for this to happen. Um, so listen, watch this space, but mm, we're looking we're looking kind of shaky here. That brings us to the New Orleans Penicans, uh, who are number 12, half a game behind San Antonio, and have started two and three. They've been one of the more disappointing teams since the restart, like they've limped out of the gate. Um, and that, despite having the easiest schedule, of any team, any of the 22 teams in this restart. So, you know, that's that's been disappointing. But by far the most egregious example of the New Orleans performances so far was that loss to the Kings. They lost 140, 140 to 125, including a first quarter where they allowed the Kings to drop 39 points on them. Um, and part of it was... You know, Bogdan Bogdanovich going absolutely crazy hitting all of his three point shots. You know, the Kings got hot from three and they were coming off the back of a really disappointing loss to the Mavericks. I think the night before where Bogdan had gone like I it was a zero or 14 or something like that. So he came out like a man on a mission. But a lot of uh, fault has to be placed at the feet of the New Orleans defense, which was just all over the place. Um, in that first quarter and throughout the game really and in a critical game like that I was disappointed with the effort that I saw Um, and I I expected a little bit more out of the Pelicans here Um, they're not out of it mathematically speaking and they've got games against the Spurs the Kings and Magic all of which are, are winnable fixtures in my eyes so they're not out of it but it would take some some remarkable luck for them to 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 make that ninth seed because you've got San Antonio and Phoenix and Portland, all of whom have to slip up for you to make it. So listen, I'm I'm looking at this Pelicans team and bro, I I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, and last and and unfortunately least, the Sacramento Kings who are sitting in the thirteenth seed, one game behind the New Orleans Pelicans, and they've gone a putrid uh, one and four to, to start the NBA bubble. Um, they're all but dead in my eyes. Um, they've got the worst, you know, arguably the worst defense in the league since the restart. There's zero momentum here. Like there's, there's just nothing going for Sacramento so far. Um, and their schedule doesn't help them either. They've got Houston, they've got New Orleans, they've got the Lakers to finish and you could maybe make the same argument that I made in favour of Memphis, saying that, you know, the Lakers have already locked up the number one seed out in the West. So perhaps they're not going to be super motivated or play 48 minutes or whatever. But listen, look, it's done. It's done. There's too much, far too much that has to happen before this uh, Sacramento team to make it into the playoffs. So, you know, that thats that is that. Is that. So there you have it, guys. I am looking at Portland, most likely to to make it out in the West. Memphis aren't dead yet, but they're in a spot of bother. Phoenix have been surging, but there's a lot that has to go their way, I think, for them to make it into that picture. Um, But look, who knows in this crazy conference, like the Western Conference, you know, for, for as long as I've been watching basketball, has always been crazy competitive, and this year is no difference. So listen, I cannot tell you for sure who's going to make it into that final position. All I know is it's going to be fun to see who gets there. So, guys, thank you. Like, I've really enjoyed watching basketball since the restart. It's like, as I said earlier, it's just been high energy, competitive stuff. um, And I can't wait to see who comes out of the West. I can't wait for these playoffs. Like, it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. So with that said, until next time guys, see you later.